0: this stuck
1: on me every time I t- Everyone and welcome to Gadsden First Methodist Church. Welcome to everyone that's in person and to all those who, of you who are watching online this morning. I wanted to let you know a couple of quick announcements. We're having communion here in the service today, but for those watching online that can't make it, we have uh, drive-through communion at 5 to 6 in the portico. Uh, And Again, that's just from 5 to 6. It's just one hour now due to the time change. We'd love to see you tonight. Uh, I wanted to let you know that United Methodist Women has a luncheon November the 9th. Sarah Ellis is going to be the speaker. That's Nancy Smith's great-niece. She'll be speaking uh, about the work she does in Honduras. She's currently on four low, but is going back in September. She works for an advocacy advocacy center for women and girls in crisis, and that's in Honduras. Uh, So make your reservation by Friday. It's going to be a really great United Methodist Women Luncheon. If you've never been to one before, call the church and get signed up. You will love that luncheon. You'll have a great time. Uh, The kids and youth, we've been back meeting outside for several months now. Uh, If it's cold or rainy, we meet inside, but we're regularly outside. It's tons of fun, so make sure your kids and youth are coming to that on Wednesday nights. My last announcement is, Here at the church, we have Thanksgiving bags uh, over here at the door as you leave. They are uh, for the Salvation Army, Thanksgiving bags for the Salvation Army. If you're watching uh, online, you can come by and pick those up and help with that as well. So let's go to the Lord in prayer this morning. Loving God, we are so thankful that we are able to come together and worship this morning. We pray that you will calm our hearts and our minds and help us focus on you. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.
0: i To be overcome by your presence,
2: Lord. Thank you, James. But I'm not going to sing a solo. (laughs) So I'm so glad to see you here uh, this morning. I'm glad to be worshiping with you there at home. Today's a special Sunday. They're all special, but today's even more special uh, because of a couple of different things. Um, One is special because our kids are going to children's church. I didn't even have a, you know, yeah. Miss Catherine is taking our kids to children's church right now. Uh, This is All Saints Sunday. The first Sunday in November is a Sunday that we remember all the Saints who touched our lives in a special way and had a special influence on us. And we especially remember those who have gone to be a part of the great cloud of witnesses since this time last year. And we light a candle for them. The, um, the table over to uh, my left and to your right is the table with our candles. The white pillar candle represents Christ, the light of the world, and it also represents all the saints because we, we don't just remember the ones since last year who've gone to heaven. We remember um, all of the ones that have touched our lives. So the big white candle is for all the saints but we're going to say um, the names out loud of those who, whom we remember in a special way this year. And uh, Pastor Andy is going to light a candle for them as I call their names. And in just a moment, um, well, okay, let me, let me back up. If we have a family member here of the person whose name I call, then you are invited to come and light a candle for your family member. And then if that family member, if there's no family member present, if there's no one who wants to light that candle, then Pastor Andy will light that candle. Okay. And then in just a moment, uh, the um, praise band is gonna sing the song that James actually started uh, a moment ago. And when they do, as they sing that song, after I pray, they'll sing that song. And then while they're singing the next song, there's going to be a slideshow uh, that's been put together um, of pictures that have been sent to us. You're invited to watch that slideshow. And you're also invited to go and to light a candle yourself for anybody who is on your heart today that you remember and that you're thankful for. Uh, for and so that's the way we're going to, to do that this morning. So right now, um, I'm just going to call the names out. We have 12 uh, people that we're remembering in a special way today. And as I call their name, if if there's a member of the family here, then you're invited to go and light a candle. If not, Pastor Andy will light that candle. If you're at home, I want you to participate if you're worshiping with us at home. And I want you to go and find a candle and... As we light these candles, you light a candle at home and you celebrate All Saints Sunday with us, okay? Ormond Grimes, Jr. Kathy Overton Barbara S. Johnson Sherba Edwards Griffin Larry Grimes Chris Harris Adrian Chandler, Delith Reeves, Sidney Nelson Gardner, Jim Bennett. Doug Martin and Mary Rowan Freeman. These are the ones who were members of our church who have passed since last year and we will say uh, a prayer of thanks for them and then as the praise man sings, as the slideshow, then everyone anyone who uh, wants to light a candle for their loved one is invited to do so let's pray. Lord for all the Saints who from their labors rest we give you thanks in our hearts and we give you thanks from our mouths today and we light a candle to remember them that even though we can't see them now they are part of the great cloud of witnesses that cheers us on. They've finished their race. We're still running our race. And so I pray that every heavy heart right now that you would bless and comfort. I pray that you would give encouragement and strength to those who are still running the race. Thank you so much, Lord, for their lives, for their influence. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, won't you come as you will to light a candle? I've
3: lost my balance, fell from the trapeze. This act isn't easy. The storm has been raging, these nights I'm not sleeping, my dreams are now strangers to me. is a desert been walking in circles I'm screaming for answers I might fall into pieces
2: Okay, you can't see behind here, but um, there's a, a little box that's set up here for for j t when he when he directs for the eleven o'clock service. so I could stand up on this thing and and be like six foot five, um, but I won't so I want to th- uh, I'm always thankful for our praise band, but I wanna thank them especially for that, that beautiful song, it's very touching. Um, we are going to, um, before we start with the message today, um, I'm going to, to pray and we're going to uh, pray a, a special prayer, that our bishop, Bishop Deborah Wallace Padgett, has asked all United Methodists in North Alabama to pray, and this is a special prayer for our U.S. election day coming up this Tuesday, and so uh, we have been asked to pray for um, all of those who are on the ballots, for those who are elected, for Uh, all of our people, citizens who are voting for any transitions and that um, the discourse between us and our neighbors will be civil because more important than uh, whom you vote for is how you treat your neighbor that might have voted differently than you. I want to share the words of John Wesley from October the 6th, 1774 because I think that we can learn something from these old words. He wrote in his journal on October 6, 1774, I met those of our society who had votes in the ensuing election and advised them number one to vote without fee or reward for the person they judged most worthy, two, to speak no evil of the person they voted against, and three, to take care their spirits were not sharpened against those that voted on the other side. Good advice from John Wesley. Let us pray. Lord, as we prepare our hearts for worship, I ask that your Holy Spirit would help keep our hearts softened and not hardened, particularly in this time of divisiveness and rancor. We join together with all of our brothers and sisters around the North Alabama Conference And we pray for those persons who are on the ballot during this election season as they finish their campaigning and await election results. We pray for those persons who are elected to lead our nation and our state. We pray for the transitions of any leaders who will be entering or exiting public office. We pray that the discourse about the elections will be civil and respectful in the halls of government in schools at work and in our churches and we pray that we would embody what it means to be followers of the king of kings and the lord of lords in jesus name we pray Amen. i want to invite you to Follow along with me as we read our scripture this morning, 1 Thessalonians, chapter 2, verses 1 through 13. 1 Thessalonians, chapter 2, verses 1 through 13. You yourselves know, brothers and sisters, that our coming to you was not in vain, but though we had already suffered and been shamefully mistreated at Philippi, as you know, We had courage in our God to declare to you the gospel of God in spite of great opposition. For our appeal does not spring from deceit or impure motives or trickery, but just as we have been approved by God to be entrusted with the message of the gospel, even so we speak, not to please mortals, but to please God who tests our hearts As you know, and as God is our witness, we never came with words of flattery or with pretext for greed, nor did we seek praise from mortals, whether from you or from others. Though we might have made demands as apostles of Christ, but we were gentle among you, like a nurse tenderly caring for her own children. So deeply do we care for you, that we are determined to share with you not only the gospel of God, but also our own selves, because you have become very dear to us. You remember our labor and toil, brothers and sisters. We worked day, night and day so that we might not burden any of you while we proclaim to you the gospel of God. You are witnesses and God also how pure, upright, and blameless our conduct was toward you believers. And you know we dealt with each of you like a father with his children, urging and encouraging you and pleading that you lead a life worthy of God who calls you into his own kingdom and glory. We also constantly give thanks to God for this that when you received the Word of God that you heard from us, you accepted it not as a human word but as it really was God's Word which is also at work in you believers. Word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Well we're entering into a Thanksgiving season. I don't know about you but I sort of enjoyed flipping the calendar over to November because I, I love Thanksgiving. I love the season and, and everything about the fall. And so we're starting this season of Thanksgiving, but it's also a season of remembering. We're remembering with a thankful heart today. All months long, we're gonna be focusing on having a thankful heart. And you might say, well, Pastor Sam, I don't know. I don't know why you would say have a thankful heart. I mean, we have uh, weary hearts right? We have broken hearts. We have grieving hearts. We even have fearful hearts. Are you sure you want your focus to be thankful hearts? Yes, I am. I really am. I'm really sure. Because despite everything that has happened in 2020, despite all that we've been through together, we have so many reasons to be thankful, don't we? Amen? Okay, somebody nod your head or something. I can't see you behind those masks. Okay. So, um, and you know, there are practical reasons that we ought to be grateful and have a thankful heart. I read an article uh, that was written earlier this year that was on a website called Positive Psychology and it talks about all of the scientifically proven benefits for being grateful. And we know this. We know that thankful people are just happier people. They're just happier. They've got a greater sense of well-being. They experience more positive emotions. They have a better self-esteem. We know that socially speaking, thankful people are the kind of people you want to be around. You don't want to be around negative Ned and negative Nelly. You want to be around somebody that's thankful, a grateful person. And listen, romantically speaking all you single people out there romantically speaking you'll get more dates if you're a thankful person forget eHarmony.com somebody needs to start thankfulheart.com and if you do I expect royalties because you heard it here first if you are a thankful person people are just naturally gonna be want to be around you grateful people grateful people are better friends Uh, Grateful people have a a better chance of advancing in their careers because they're just better decision-makers, better managers, and they also find meaning in their work. Their work just isn't drudgery because they're thankful to have work. So there are a whole host of other benefits. There's psychological benefits. There's physical, actual physical benefits Of being thankful not to mention the spiritual benefits this article that I read didn't say anything about spiritual benefits because it was a secular article it said something about increased spirituality or whatever but I'm just telling you today that having a thankful heart will make you closer to God now how is that for an incentive thankful Today, as I mentioned before, this is All Saints Sunday, but it's also Communion Sunday, and and um, I want to, we're going to celebrate Communion in a couple of different ways today. If if you're in person, you're here, uh, and you haven't already received one, you'll get a little individual um, Communion element, uh, a little cup and set, and and when it, when we get ready to receive Communion, if you haven't already gotten one, we'll get get one to you. So don't don't fret. And then if you are not able to be with us and, uh, and you are able to come from 5 to 6 this evening, Pastor Andy and I are going to do drive-through communion at the portico of our church. So you are invited to remember and be thankful with communion. So remembering and being thankful is what we're talking about today. So I've got a couple of just quick questions for you. One is... Whom do we remember? Now, we have family members that we remember on All Saints Day, um, don't we? we? We remember family members, and, and uh, this last Wednesday would have been my, my dad's birthday, and so I thought about him a lot that day. We, we have church family members that we remember on All Saints Sunday, and we, we light candles for them. Um, we... we light candles for all the people whose lives we're thankful for but now I'm speaking more generally I'm speaking in in general terms who are the people that we remember who are the memorable people in our lives who is unforgettable as Nat King Cole used to sing unforgettable in general besides our friends and family we remember the people who treat us like we're special. Those are the ones that we remember. We remember the people who show us hospitality. I'm not just talking about being nice to people like we all do here in the South. In the South, we'll be nice to you and say, bless your heart, and then then maybe kick you in the behind as you leave. But I'm talking about people who show real hospitality, the biblical definition of hospitality. And we could go to the scriptures. We can't even go to all the places. I don't have time to do that. I think about the way Abraham treated the angels who came to him when he was camped at the Oaks of Mamre. These three strangers came in. He didn't know they were angels. He just got up and he ran over to them. And he said, here, please come and sit under the shade tree. And he washed their feet and he gave them something he killed a, uh, an animal from his own herd and had it prepared and he gave them uh, barbecue right and bread and cheese and milk and showed them incredible hospitality he didn't do it because they were angels he did it he treated them uh, like they were special one definition of hospitality that I really like is this. Hospitality is treating strangers as if they are friends. Treating strangers as if they are friends. And when somebody treats you like that, you remember it, right? This is, this is football season, of course, and we're not able to tailgate at football games as much as we used to, but I'm sure that all of you have tailgated before. Have you ever tailgated at an away game in somebody else's home stadium area and, and you had somebody from the opposite team invite you to come and hang out with them and eat with them and give, they gave you hospitality? If that ever happens to you, you remember that, right? So do you think that the Thessalonians remembered Paul and Timothy and Silvanus, um, the ones that were sending this letter to the Thessalonians? Do you think they remembered them? Do you think they were thankful? I know they were thankful. I know they remembered because Paul said, you know how we were when we were among you. We worked hard so we wouldn't put any of you out. We, uh, we presented the gospel to you. The good news, the best good news anyone can ever hear, that God loves them and that Jesus died for their sins. More than that, though, Paul and Timothy and Sylvanus and all of those with them, he said, we treated you like a gentle, tender mother with a nursing child. And then he went on to say, we treated you like a good father treats his children, encouraging you to do your best and then celebrating with you every time you had a success just as proud as could be giving thanks for every victory. In other words Paul and company treated the Thessalonians like they were family. Have you ever had anybody to treat you like you were family even if you weren't blood related to them? Have you ever had anybody that treated you like they were your second mom, or that they were your second dad, or that they were your crazy aunt, Okay, But they treated you like family. You remember them, don't you? You remember them. And you're thankful. The other question I wanted you to think with me about this morning is, what do you remember about the people that you remember? You know? You may or may not remember the things that they say. You may or may not remember other things. But you will always remember how they treat you and how they make you feel. Right? How they make you feel. And you'll remember that because you remember... Here's what's tied to memory. Love is tied to memory. You remember people whom you love, and you remember people who love you. Because, why? Because people who love are unforgettable. Biblical hospitality is unforgettable. It has an influence on you when, when you experience it. And you know what? It even has an influence on you when you see someone else Giving hospitality that can even change your life. Uh, several years ago, at a church that I served, we were looking to hire a youth director, and we were going through all of the applications of different people that were applying for this job. and And uh, we, our our staff, parish committee would talk to them, and I would talk to them. and I remember uh, I met this one young man that was applying for the job. And we, we met for lunch that day, and I t- we had a great time talking, and I really liked him. The only problem I had was he didn't really have any experience being youth director. He'd never worked with youth before or anything like that. He just didn't have any experience for the job. And I thought, I don't know. I mean, I really liked the guy. He had some great qualities. He had good life experience. But I was, okay, the jury was still out. When I went home, I was thinking, hmm maybe I don't know maybe I don't know well the next day I was working in my my study at home at the parsonage and into the driveway of the parsonage pulled this old dilapidated ramshackled van that was looked it had smoke coming out the back it looked like it was held together with chewing gum and baling wire you know what I'm saying and out of that van stepped this guy that looked about the same way his van looked. I mean, he was he he looked uh, just kind of raggedy, and he he was not an old man, but he looked like he'd had years of hard living. He had like deep lines etched into his face. He had one of those long duck dynasty beards, you know and he had his hair looked like it hadn't been washed and whatever and it was stuck under a old dirty ball cap and and I thought to myself as I went out to meet him I thought here comes somebody that's asking for help because that happened a lot because the parsonage was close to the church and if people came through town looking for help and they couldn't find anybody at the church they would they would make their way down to the the parsonage, and we had people that we just expected that. So I was thinking somebody's gonna be asking for help. Um, But to my surprise, he wasn't there to get help for me, he was there to give help on behalf of somebody else. Uh, He introduced himself to me, and he, he said, um, preacher, did, did you meet yesterday with, and he mentioned the young man's name that was applying for the job at the youth director. Did you meet with him yesterday? I said, yes, I did. And let me just tell you, and I, I'm just confessing to you, all right, I was automatically suspicious because of what I had been through over the years because sometimes people want to come to the preacher and they want to tell you all the bad stuff about somebody else. It's like, instead of confessing their sins, they want to confess somebody else's sins to the, because they feel compelled to do that, that the preacher just needs to know about all of this stuff this other person has done. And so I'm, I'm bracing myself for that, right? But here's what happened. The guy said, I need to tell you about this young man. And he says, not long ago, he said, my wife and our small child, they had a little small child. My wife and child and I were homeless. We were living in our van on the street. And he said, we ran into this young man and we got to talking to him and he found our story. We had been evicted from my house because I'd lost my job. And he said, you know what, um, I just recently went through a divorce and I'm living in this house all by myself and it's kind of lonely in there. So why don't, why don't you and your family move in and stay in my spare bedroom? He actually took into his home this guy and his wife, and his young child until they could get back on their feet and get a place of their own. And the guy told me, after he told that story, he said, I just wanted you to know that's the kind of man he is. He's the kind of man that would take in a stranger. And then this guy got back in his old van and he drove off and I just stood there in my driveway and I felt like I was standing on holy ground Um, this guy was a stranger but this young man treated him like he was a friend well long story short I hired the guy whose only qualification was hospitality that was his only qualification And he turned out to be a great youth director. As a matter of fact, he was so good that a bigger church stole him away uh, from us. Do not get any ideas, Pastor Andy. You are not leaving here unless I'm holding on to your leg and you're dragging me out the door with you. Um, But those are the kinds of people you remember. You remember them because how they made you feel. And today, we remember those who have joined the great cloud of witnesses. Today, we say in our hearts, thank you for their influence. Today, we remember our Lord Jesus Christ, and we remember what He did for us. We remember His body broken for us. We remember His blood shed for us. And we say, thank you. And here's what I really want us all to take away from this service today from this All Saints Sunday, from this Communion Sunday. One is, be a thankful person. Be a thankful person. The other is, be unforgettable to somebody else. Be that one that encourages, that one that nurtures, that one who treats the stranger like a friend. Be the one who causes somebody else to give thanks to God. Let us pray. Oh Lord, as we bow our heads today even now we hold in our hearts the memories of those who are special and memorable and unforgettable to us even now as we bow our hearts we can see their faces and we can feel their presence and we also strongly feel your presence among us we who are gathered in your name we who are worshiping you today and we say thank you Lord we ask now that you would pour out your spirit on us as we say thank you in our hearts pour your spirit out on us forgive us Lord for the times that we have failed to live up to what you've called us to be forgive our sins pour your spirit out on the gifts of bread and wine that they might be the body and blood of Christ, even as we are the body of Christ, redeemed by his blood. Today, wherever we are, if we're here, if we're at home, make us one with each other in a way that only you can. Make us one with you. Unite us with you. And may we be united in service as we go about wherever we go about our business from here on out. We ask all this in the name of Christ our Lord. Amen. As we are getting ready to celebrate communion, will you just raise your hand quickly if you did not get one of the... uh, Right down here, Pastor Andy. On the night in which Jesus gave himself up for us, he took the bread and he blessed it He broke it. He said, take and eat. This is my body which is given for you. Likewise, after supper, he took the cup. He gave thanks to the Father and he said, drink from this, all of you, for this is the blood of the new covenant which is poured out for you and for many. Do this as often as you do it in remembrance of me. Now, just a little word of instruction. Um... This is, this is new for, uh, for me, but the, the top layer of your communion elements, it, you'll pull off and you'll find um, the bread. So wherever you are, take the bread that's the body of Christ broken for you. And then afterwards, underneath the second layer is uh, the juice. And then after you do that, uh, just receive the, the juice, the blood of Christ, which is shed for you, and be thankful. now, will you receive this benediction? God, we give you thanks for this holy mystery in which you have given yourself for us. Grant us now the power of your spirit that as we go forth in your name, we can be unforgettable to someone. In Jesus' name, amen.